Greetings and welcome to the Circuit Rider broadcast. We're continuing our study uh, in the, the book of Hosea. And I hope today you have your Bible with you and a pen and paper. We're going to be going through several verses of Scripture. We left off the last time uh, in the neighborhood of uh, 4, 5, and 6. And uh, I don't know that I did uh, everything that I wanted to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Uh, but the thing about it is, is it says in verse 4, Yet let no man strive nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. And I, I do want to go ahead and uh, go over a few things here before we continue on. Uh, we're going to go and set, go into verses of Scripture here today as we do our study. And the first thing I want you to look at is in Deuteronomy and chapter 17. In Deuteronomy chapter 17, and we're going to begin reading here in verse 9. Now remember that this is to the Jews. This is to Israel. And so when we read the Old Testament, we're looking at the idea of this was to Israel, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people. And God has instructed them, Matthew uh, and uh, Mark and Luke and John. We know in the New Testament, although it was absolutely when Jesus Christ was here on the face of the earth and lived here, we were still in the Old Testament time. So we were, there was a conversion that was going on into the church age, uh, but the children of Israel had an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as the Messiah, which you, we know because we're here today that they didn't. But in Deuteronomy, uh, in uh, the Law of Moses, look what it says here in uh, verse 9 of chapter 17. And thou shalt come unto the priest... The Levites, remember the Levites were the chosen ones to, for the priesthood. And unto the judge that shall be in those days and inquire, and they shall show thee the sentence of judgment. And thou shalt do according to the sentence which they of that place which the Lord shall choose shall show thee, and thou shalt observe to do according to all that they inform thee. So notice that that right there is God is instructing the children of Israel their responsibility to listen to the priest their instruction according to the sentence of the law which they shall teach thee you see that was the priest's duty to teach uh, uh, the uh, sentence of the law and according to the judgment which they shall tell thee thou shalt do this is the way the children of Israel were to be instructed and it's what they were to do. Thou shalt not decline from the sentence which they shall show thee to the right hand nor to the left. Now, this is what I want you to know. Look in verse 12. Look at the instruction. And the man that will do preemptuously and will not hearken unto the priest that standeth to minister there before the Lord thy God, or unto the judge, even that man shall die. Judgment. Do you see this? And thou shalt put away the evil from Israel. What was the evil? Well, the idea of it is, is when the priest was given the instruction, and the people said, we're not listening to you. We don't agree with that. <clears throat> uh, 
I mean, let me tell you what, you have this kind of stuff going on all over the t place, and the type here, you know, is the churches and the pastors. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you get some, I'm sure that you've seen them. I mean, if you're, uh, you uh, claim Christianity and you go to church and so forth, uh, people rise up against the pastors, you know, and so forth. Well, I don't care what he says, I'm going to do such and such. I mean, uh, you know, I've been told that multitudes of times. Well, I don't care what that book says. This is the way I'm going to do it. And you see, the pastor is the responsible party for teaching the precious Word of God. That's all. I mean, uh, I know that there's some uh, uh, differences, you know, in the way some uh, birds pastor and the whole deal like that. Some are dictators and uh, Gestapos and the whole deal. But let me tell you one thing. Uh, you know, I mean, I can give you verses of Scripture over the New Testament, the book of Peter. As a matter of fact, the Lord said to the pastors, you know, for us not to be lords over the Lord's inheritance. I mean, in other words, I'm not no dictator. I'm not Hitler. I mean, the idea of it is, is the people have a choice just like I have a choice, just like you have a choice. But here in the Old Testament, I mean, the Lord was very plain over the idea that look what it says here back here in Hosea chapter 4 yet let no man strive now what does the word strive mean why the word strive means uh, first of all to make an effort or to labor and then on the other hand of that it means to struggle in opposition or dispute against did you catch that and that's what uh, that is the principle here that is being taught here within the Word of God. Let no man strive, nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Now you see, obviously, Hosea is talking, and he's, I mean, there's uh, obviously, you remember the time, you know, about 785 B.C., somewhere in the neighborhood thereof, seven, uh, uh, 780. Why, you know, what you get here is the idea that, you know, the people are going against God's ways. It says, Therefore shalt thou, verse 5, fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Now, it's very interesting on that. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, God gets downright personal. Amen. I mean, therefore thou shalt fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall uh, in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. The sin of Israel, you know, was gathering all kinds of clouds of judgment that was coming. I mean, uh, you know what God was going to do? He was going to eventually send in Assyria and Babylon against the people in, in chastening judgments. You know, I mean, God was sending the prophets and going to send more prophets and so forth. I mean, you remember Jeremiah, you remember Isaiah, you remember Ezekiel and so forth. And uh, we'll be hitting those again, uh, you know, real soon. And we looked at this. And why was the judgment coming? Why were these nasty, uh, uh, wicked nations coming up against Israel? Well, because, I mean, there's going to be the judgment. There was going to be destruction. Death and disease would consume the land. You know, it's going to strike close to home uh, with the death of close relatives. I mean, such as one's mother. I mean, uh, some have suggested the destruction of their mother may refer to the destruction of Samaria, uh, the capital city of the northern kingdom. 
I mean, uh, you know, and that was, you know, you that could have been, I mean, you know, whatever. God absolutely, you know, how the Holy Spirit of God was, uh, it moves here and, and guides and directs and speaks to people. Why, you know, God ordained those verses there. And, buddy, that was touching home with the children of Israel. Now I want to go on and I want you to look at verse 6. In verse 6, the scripture says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now that's getting downright personal. I mean, let me tell you something. Any normal person, anybody with uh, any kind of sense, any kind of good mind, good heart, wouldn't want their children hurt or damaged or, or, or cursed in any of that. Would you? I mean, of course, you know, in the day and age that we're going to get to this, in the day and age that we live in, I mean, you know, people kill their children. I mean, you know, abortion, abortion's murder. I mean, uh, you know, or any kind of the other thing. I don't understand how a woman, knowing that a child, and there's all kinds of proof out, out there, is alive and a human being living within that womb. And you know something? Why in the world would somebody want to kill that little punky pie? I have no idea, brother. That's sin. And be sure your sin will find you out. And the idea of it is, is that here we are, you know, he says, I want you to grab a hold of this, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Now the idea of it is, is uh, you know, when we look up uh, these terminologies, we'll find out exactly what God's, God's uh, uh, talking about here. Now in taking the word knowledge... And when we study these words, I hope uh, that by the Holy Spirit of God, and only if you have the Holy Spirit of God, which is for uh, somebody that is truly saved, born again, can you really understand what God is speaking. Knowledge is a clear or a certain perception of that which is that exists of truth and or facts. In other words, something that is honestly true, a clear and certain perception. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that say they know. Have you ever met a know-it-all? You know what I mean? Anytime, uh, you know, you get into some kind of discussion, they know all about it. And uh, they know everything about, well, the truth was to be told. They know everything but about nothing. And, uh, you know, it's a sad story about how people are with that, like that. But you know what? In the scriptures here, he says this, My people are destroyed for lack. That's not having enough knowledge. I mean, lack of knowledge. You don't have knowledge. Because, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Now, what, where do we get the knowledge from? Why, well, we know that we get it from the scriptures. If we want to know anything about God, and to the ch children of Israel... We know that they had the Old Testament. They, we know that they had the Law of Moses, the books. 
And, uh, you know, when they read the scriptures, why, you know, they, and they were absolutely uh, uh, guiding their life, why, you know, you ought to be guiding it. Matter of fact, how many times we can see uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Numbers, and uh, all over in the Old Testament, we can see, uh, you know, in the time period now, why they have a good portion of the scriptures there. And uh, what they have is God told them to tell, to bring up the children and, and for the fathers and, and, and uh, you know, to teach them to the children's children and so forth. And uh, the word of God, the law of Moses, and uh, that's what they were to do. And that was their instruction about how to live their life. I mean, uh, for God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And, uh, you know, when uh, God promised to bless the children of Israel. Uh, there's there's several places that I really want to go with this thing, but I'm going to just uh, do a, just a couple of things here. In the book of Deuteronomy, I've said this before in many cases, but in the book of Deuteronomy, we see several things here. I mean, uh, uh, he said this, that there would be the blessings upon the children of Israel. He said, Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be. This is Deuteronomy 28, verse 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We could go on. Blessed shalt thou be the basket in thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. Blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They don't even have to lift a finger. And they shall come out against thee one way and flee before the seven ways. You know, God takes care of his people when you obey the word of God. You know, this principle, by the way, is in the idea of, you know, from the scriptures. Uh, there's a verse of scripture that I'd like for you to really grab a hold of before we go on. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. The scripture says, For whatsoever things were written afore were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So what does that mean? It means exactly when we read the Old Testament, we can see God's loving kindness. We can see God's heart, His pity, His mercy, His grace upon His people. Now, we're not Jews, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't make any difference in this age that we're in, in church age today. The Bible says in the book of Romans in chapter 10, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord is rich unto all that call upon him. If you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, my friend, then listen here. You're a born-again believer in Christ and you're God's child. I mean, Roman, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 12, But as many as received him, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on your name. Are you a son of God? Well, you say, well, I'm a woman. Well, you're, listen here, uh, you're a man without a womb. Uh, right, or right now, you're a man with a womb. Amen, amen. And the thing of all that is, is the idea that you become a child of God. Amen. You're his chosen. And the idea of it is, is that as we see what God did in the Old Testament with the Jews, 
I mean, we can look at this and understand if we obey his word, if we look and read and, and if we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, if we absolutely with all of our heart yield to him. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I, he says, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, he said, we're bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, which are his. We're bought with a price, church. And so we, if we would yield to him and walk in his ways, I mean, the blessings that he has told over here in Deuteronomy, the blessings of God, we can absolutely look and see how God blesses us in this wicked, ungodly world that we live in today. But too many people are doing just like the Jews did. They went their other way. They went another way. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, do you know where we have? Looky here in verse 15. But it shall come to pass, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15, that uh, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all of his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city. Cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be the, uh, thy basket and thy store. Curse. What does that mean? In other words, listen, you won't be able to hardly afford any food to eat. You won't be able to go into the into Walmart or Kmart or, or or any of these other stores or whatever and be able to buy the things that you need. I mean, listen here. You know, I see multitudes of people like this today. Don't you? And by the way, in this United States of Babylon, do you notice the food rising? You know the food pricing. That you notice that all the 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 uh, living expenses and everything is all going uh, out of sight. I mean, uh, there there's a lot of prediction about about the economy. Let me tell you something. The Bible says in Psalms chapter nine verse seventeen, "The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all of the nations that forget God." You forget God, you throw away God, you throw away His word, and you don't want nothing to do with God. Well, brother, let me tell you something, brother. It's going to get hard, real hard, and it's already started. You got an administration in here that has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't want nothing to do with the God of this universe, the very God that created you and me. And let me tell you something here. It's a sad shame about where we have become. But you know, it's just like parallel with the Word of God. He says, my people, my people. We're not talking about the world. He says, my people. Hosea chapter six and verse six, or 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Are you into the Word of God? Do you know what the Word of God says? Listen, there's a lot of people that go to these churches these hip-hop rock and roll things. Uh, they go around and have the smoke and the lights and all this other hip-hop stuff. I mean, they act like the world. As a matter of fact, you walk into that so-called quote-unquote church and you feel like you're going to a dance hall. You feel like you're going to one of the juke joints. You go like there to Joe's Bar and Grill and all this other mess, you know what I mean? And you go in there and you're swaying around and all this other stuff and they call that worship. That's no more worship in the scriptures than a man and a moon. And the idea of it is, no, where'd you get that? From the scriptures. Have you read the scriptures? 
Just take the word worship. Look it up throughout the Bible. See what it says. And the idea of it is, is when we look to certain things, you know what we find? We find within this nation a parallel of what Hosea was warning the Jews about. By the way, we're the Jews today. Uh, and by the way, this is way back in B.C. Do you remember what happened to the Jews? You remember in the, uh, the book of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and you remember the history of how Jesus Christ was on the face of the earth for three and a half years, and, uh, and how he ministered three and a half years, and how he went about preaching and, and uh, so forth, and warning the Jews and telling the people, why do you remember that they didn't want him so badly that they made up a fake trial and then they hung him on the cross, and he had to shed his blood to atone for our sin. Thank God for that. But you know something? <clears throat> they rejected their Messiah. The Jews did. And the idea of it is, is that you had 70 A.D., Titus, General Titus, comes and wipes them out, and they never had, according to the Scriptures, a place. They were, uh, they, they were scattered among the nations. And until May of 1948, where they became a nation again in their homeland in Israel, which is their land by God's choice. And God help those that go against the children of Israel because their day's coming. Amen and amen. But you know what he says? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Now look what it says there as well. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Now, when we look up the word priest, you know, where God's saying now, you're not going to be a priest to me. This is a man who officiates in sacred offices. Uh, why, when we look at this, a priest were persons you know, to take the God's business, per se, and they would be responsible for teaching what God wanted people to know. And uh, so they, Israel, you see, the children of Israel, were going to be the ones. He says, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. That's what they were responsible. That's what they a priest would be responsible for. Knowing the law of God and teaching it to the people. He says, I will also forget thy children. God vowed here to reject Israel as a nation. Now, the priests that Jeroboam made were of the lowest of the nation. Now, we're going to look at some verses of Scripture here, and I see I'm running out of time, but first... Kings. Let's look over at 1 Kings and uh, chapter 12. 1 Kings and chapter 12. I want you to look at this because when we look and see what's going on here, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, in 1 Kings and chapter 12, verse 31, it says, And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people which were not the sons of Levi. Right there, Jeroboam, by the way, this was Jeroboam. Uh, I mean, a, a wicked king, you know, and he came in 
And, uh, you know, he was, you know, it wasn't a good situation here. And he made the house of the high places and made uh, a priest of the lowest of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam ordained a feast of the eighth month on the fifteenth day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar, so did he in Bethel, sacrificing uh, unto the calves uh, that were made. And uh, he placed in Bethel the priest of the high places, which he had made. So offered he upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the fifteenth day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel. And he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. Now what is all this saying here? Well, look over, if you would, in chapter 13 and verse 33. And looky here, it says this. Verse 32 begins, For the saying which he cried by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel, against all the houses and high places, which are in the uh, cities of Samaria, shall surely come to pass. After this thing Jeroboam returned not from his evil way, but made again the lowest of the people priest of the high places. Whosoever would, he consecrated him, and he became one of the high priests of the high places. And this thing became sin under the house of Jeroboam, even to cut it off and to destroy it from off the face of the earth. That's how bad that this, was, this sin was in the eyes of God. I mean, brother, God was extremely upset. Over here, as we're looking... He says, I will also reject thee, that I'll be no priest to me. In other words, you don't even know the law of God. You're not going to obey the law of the land. You're going to do your own thing. God's going to cut you off. It became sin. You see, what a great judgment. So God, therefore, informed Israel that they'd no longer be a kingdom of priests to the world. In part, Israel was to have been a priestly nation whereby other nations could come to God. You see, just like the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today, you see, God could have made the rocks cry out. God could have chosen a different way to spread the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, the burial, and resurrection. By the way, that's what the gospel is, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. A lot of preachers don't even know that. And the idea of it is, is that, you know, what we see today and in the church is a parallel of what was going on back here in the day that Hosea was prophesying with Israel. Israel was to be a priest. But you see, they no longer could be a kingdom of priests to the world. I mean, and, and speak about God to the world. In part, Israel was to have been the priestly nation. Though that will be fulfilled, and it will in uh, the second advent when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. By the way, where is he coming? Amen. He's going to Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus, The Lord Jesus Christ, he is their Messiah. One day they will receive him as their Lord and Messiah. And guess what? They will become a kingdom of priests to, for everyone. By the way, when you study the millennial reign, 
Where is all the nations going to come and gather to learn about the Lord? Why, right there in Jerusalem. Though that will be fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ in the second advent and in the millennium, you see this right here, they absolutely, completely lost that privilege. Israel had willingly turned from the law of God and forgotten it. What a... What a price to pay. God therefore vowed to forget their children. Forget you. If you don't want to know me and know my law and my word, I'm going to forget your children. Do you see how important it is? I mean, let me tell you, these parents go around today living their American dream and, you know, shoving their children off to these babysitters, all these uh, 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 places where you can drop your kids off for while you go work and work your second, first or second or third job you got, so that you can afford all the all the uh, uh, all the things that you uh, that you dream about. You know your your fancy home and your fancy furniture and your uh, fancy vehicles and your fancy boat and your fancy camper and your fancy living your expensive living, and you sacrifice your kids for it. You know what the Bible says? Ye fathers bring up your children in a nurture and admonition of the Lord. God made the home with the father, the mother. And you see, the mother's duty, according to the word of God, is to take care of the kids. Keepers at home. And you know, here's your father. Here's the father. If a man provide not for his own, he's worse than an infidel and denied the faith. That's the scriptures. And you know what? You know, people justify that every day. And you know something? You know, one day when you stand before God, what's God's going to say? What is God going to say? How's your life? This is what happened. This is what was taking place here in the book of Hosea. And as Hosea the prophet was telling the people, let me read that one more time in closing. He said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to pray about that. Do you have children? Grandchildren? You better pray about that a while. And ask God, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Now, if you don't know God, and you don't want anything to do with God, and so forth, you help yourself, honey. Live your life. Christian, if you're for real with the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and He's for real with you in your heart, then brother, sister, God absolutely can take care of things. He promised to provide your every need. But you see, the idea of it is you've got to do things God's way. How is your life? How is it today? Is God helping? I mean, can you point to the things about, man, God's blessed me here. God's taken care of this. God in His wonderful loving kindness and His mercy and His grace. Can you praise Him? That's real true praise. When God works through you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. May God help you to see the truth.